This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar, now open on match days. And a very warm welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Hi, I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me online, first of all, we have Mr. Malliot. How are you, James Obby? Hello, good evening. Um, so it's it's um, National Penguin Day today. I've been trying to come up with like a penguin joke to start the podcast with, but um, I can't. But I do know a good joke about a duck. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> of course. Right? Why wouldn't we want to? How, how do you make a duck sing? I don't know. How do you make a duck sing, James Jobby? You put it in the microwave until it's Bill Withers. <laughs> wow. Target uh, reference. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, was in, uh, I was in a meeting about music all day today. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> well, apparently not with that reference, Jobby. Were you in a music about meeting in 1972? It was about then, yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Fudgy, old B, now the devil are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Uh, I've got a. Uh, I've got a joke about a penguin. Um, a oh, penguin's. Yeah, penguin's car broke down, so he took it to the. Uh, took it to the walrus to go and get it fixed, and he said, uh, "I'm just going to pop off for an hour." He came back, and the uh, the walrus said to him, uh, "Anna, what's up? You've uh, you've blown a seal." He went, "I haven't. I've just had an ice cream." Wednesday week, ladies and gentlemen, bring you the very best in penguin humour. Penguin-based humour. Yeah, I'm all right, Lord H. How's everybody else? (laughs) Much better now for hearing that joke, Dolby. And chaps, we've got somewhat of a stranger on the line with us. Somebody's crept in the back door, as he tends to do. Mr Hoyland's here with us. Eddie, oh boy, where the chip have you been? You know what? I've spent the last six weeks... A wall trying to find penguin jokes, and I had absolutely <laughs> nothing. The only thing I've got today, and this is this is hot off the press, this is today's news. Um, file it under. Not all heroes wear capes. Uh, today, it's been reported that three ISIS fighters have been killed by wild boars on Iraqi farmland. <laughs> they were they were trying to clear the area of wild boars, presumably because they were, um, you know, providing false positives when they're looking for people to shoot. Uh, the boars went on a rampage and killed three ISIS militants. Um, so a, a spokesman said that uh, the ISIS members took revenge on the pigs. So, uh, be, you know, big up the pigs. Um, I don't often say that on this podcast. So there you go. That's that's animal news for this week. <laughs> I was waiting for a punchline on that. I was waiting for a, um, the spokesman said. Uh, do you, you know, even need? Do you need a punchline <laughs> in a story about ISIS being attacked by wild boars? No, fair, fair. Uh, you know, that's. Uh, I'll give him that. <laughs> wild boars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wild boars. Wild boars. 
Wow, we're going through the decades tonight on a Wednesday week. It's 70s first, followed by the 80s, the great sounds of Duran Duran. And soon we've got Pat O'Banton with Baby Come Back. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, right then, ladies and gents, let's crack on with some Wednesday news. Because we've got um, a lovely little match to talk about, chaps. I mean, oh, my word, the derby game. It was eventually tremendous, wasn't it? So it's what seventeen attempts, um, or is it seventeen years that was since we've beaten Derby or some? Some it was there was some ridiculous eleven eleven years eleven years attempts seventeen attempts uh, and not a single victory against um, Derby. I mean we are seriously doing our best at the moment, aren't we? In terms of turning around some serious hoodoos, you know, we've we've beaten um, a Warnock team, uh, we've won at QPR, now we've beaten Derby. Ipswich next on yeah. the list. It's been it's been Written a while. in the stars. Yeah, not got Written a great record stars. against uh, against big teams, <laughs> have we? Um, right. My my take on the derby game is pretty simple. I thought that we played really well. I thought that first half we were the better team. We were quite unlucky. I thought second half derby came out a different team and um, got got a, a yeah relatively fortunate goal I suppose but they were on top at the time um, and then we showed some real grit some real determination we got what you'd have to put down as being a fairly lucky goal for us as an equaliser although you have to give huge credit to the players that were involved in that goal particularly mm-hmm. Gary Hooper um, and then we went on and we got the winner um, and it was richly deserved because we were the better team Absolutely. I think you I think you're right in mentioning Gary Hooper um since he's come back, we've been excellent, and and we've we've spoke we've waxed lyrically about it on this show many many times before. In fact, Eddie, yeah. nothing's really changed since you've been away. His movement <laughs> and his uh, his uh, intelligence uh, around the football field is is absolutely world class. I mean, I don't even know if he does it. I don't even know if it's like a, a conscious decision or just does he think like most footballers should. Hmm. There is a man stood near me. If I move here, this man may follow me, and it did, <laughs> and it seemed to work every time. And uh, and um, and then let's not forget. Uh, well, we're probably going to get there in a minute. You know, Jose Semedo's having a run out. I'm assuming this is just a uh, a ploy just to make sure he gets a medal at the end of the season if we go up or something <laughs> like that. Because I can't seem I can't seem to see any other reason for bringing him on. But. Um, but yeah, that's awful. Jose is still doing a job showing up that defence, protecting I'm, our leads. I'm sorry, but the the way we wax on about Jose Sumido is is oh, it's embarrassing. Wash hey, your mouth come, out, you filthy little chopper. You've got to give credit to he's... Carlos here in terms of his substitutions on Saturday. They were. They were absolutely superb because Hooper did play well, but he wasn't anything like as effective in the first half as he was in the second half when Jordan Rhodes came on. Uh, and we we changed shape a little bit um, and get that, that gave Gary Hooper that little bit more freedom because he got that out-and-out striker playing with him and it allowed Hooper to kind of move around a little bit more. But then obviously when we go 2-1 ahead, you don't want to have three strikers on the pitch. So bringing on a defensive-minded player as the, the only one that we've got on the bench is... Semedo to bring him on to shore up the defence and it, it worked. You can't say it didn't work. It it worked brilliantly. I think it's one of these examples, and we've had quite a few um, this season and last, where this was not, as much as it was a you know, great execution from the players, and they do that generally week in, week out. This was another example of a tactical masterclass by Carlos. And you know what? You can't legislate for that goal catching us cold at the start of the second half. It's a Wednesday trait. It's something that we have battled against for years. And Carlos doesn't have the answer to that any more than than any manager does. Derby came out, all guns blazing. Um, and they got a goal. I, you know, I agree. I think the goal was probably lucky. But they did exactly what you expect an away team to do when they are you know, trying to put a, a team like us under pressure. And we didn't deal with it. What Carlos then did was change things in exactly the way that unpicked what Derby were doing. They were compact. They were dealing very easily with um, uh, with a front two of Fletcher and Hooper. As much as Hooper was pulling people around and doing the things that he did, it, it wasn't really unlocking Derby the way that we wanted to do. So we changed it up with Rhodes coming in. It changed the game completely. Hooper could drop deeper. Um, he actually dragged... Derby didn't adapt to the fact that we went to a front three. Uh, it, it, Hooper managed to drag 
the central defenders out with him as he dropped deeper and it created that space behind and it you know you've called it absolutely perfectly that carlos made the changes that were needed at the time they were needed and he he created a situation where there were mismatches all over the field for us got the two goals and then went okay now job done we're going to bring in the spoiler we're going to bring in Samido, who and i know we do blow smoke up his ass a little bit on this podcast because he's one of our own a but... little bit yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we do a little bit but you know what? i'll only say a little bit because so much of it is deserved when this season when he's been brought on to be um a shoring up a finisher in in the the parlance of major league baseball a closer a guy whose job is not to to impress anybody just to shut down the game and finish it off has he made a single mistake i can't think of one right okay Jose Semedo is only in that squad by virtue of the fact that Hutchinson's out and his replacement is essentially Dave Jones. That's why he's in there. We all know that. That's what's happening. Surely no. we're not gonna we're not gonna discuss that. What that is. And secondly, it's the easiest position on the pitch. Oh. It really is. As a 36 year old man, I play Sunday League there now because I'm too much of a liability at centre back <laughs> because I can't run anymore. It's easier for me to be six foot three, stand there, edit back, kick a geezer, and just hoof it. And that's what Semedo does. And, and yes, don't get me wrong. I agree with you. There are times, especially in, in games such as that, where that sort of role is needed, where, you know, there, there are those type of things that need to happen on a football pitch in order to ensure the three points. But Jose Semedo isn't championship quality, let alone Premier League. Jose, he's Portuguese. Jose, not, not Jose. Jose. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. A well-traveled gentleman as such as yourself. <laughs> I know. Fudge, I've got to ask you a question off the back of that. Your, your Sunday League team, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, we are mid-table in the lowest uh, league in Southampton. Um, right. So, you know, we're virtually the same, me and, me and Jose. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I not see a little tweet from Mr. Peacock mentioning that you may have um, had to exit the proceedings early last week, oh boy? Uh, yeah, I got sent off. Yeah, well, yeah. what it was, me. He, he, <laughs> he rang me up and he went, Where are you? And I went, Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm at home. And he said, Oh, I'm, I'm in Bedford Place, which is, yeah, we're Southampton where I live. And, uh, and he went, I'm with some lads from Manchester. It turns out I met these guys when he was playing for City. And uh, they Saints were playing City that day, so they'd gone down and had a watch. And uh, I, I thought, yeah, I'll meet you for a pint. I'm going to stay out for one. 3 a.m., I am <laughs> off my bonce in Revolution, yamming, you know, awful flavoured vodkas, trying to out, you know, just a you know, big dick measuring competition, trying to outdo <laughs> each other on what the worst shot is that can conceivably get to a man. And uh, the morning after, I was absolutely waste gashed and uh, got sent off just just because I needed a rest and we used all three subs. <laughs> oh bless you um, <laughs> but no I, I think Jose has a role to play I think he's proved it on many times uh, this season I think he's made some very important challenges and to be honest for the ladies after the game when he's on the pitch and he removes his shirt oh it's a that, sight to behold isn't hey, it? That, <laughs> that body. I tell you what we um, uh, we settled down to watch the, uh, the was it the extended highlights or it might even have been the the, the commentary you know the, uh, the the commentary box stuff with JP and, uh, and my boy O'Neill um, and they kind of intercut it with, with scenes from the ground um, I don't think Laura uh, really has given enough attention to Jose Semedo because he doesn't play <laughs> uh, as much as, as some other players but she saw him and I tell you what the word wide on doesn't even come close. <laughs> Edward. <laughs> she was all over that loving. I tell you, there's there's a reason why Cristiano Ronaldo keeps Jose around, and that's because <laughs> he needs something to aspire to. Yeah, the man to to. Is, is magnificent. <laughs> so, well, and you know what? While, while I'm on it, while I'm ranting, um, you can't say that, that Dave Jones can do the same job as a spoiler for Jose Semedo. Dave Jones is... Uh, is uh, a, an all-around sideways passing Michael. Yeah, Carrick. he is. He's, he's more of a Gareth jo- Barry, Michael Carrick. Exactly. I get that. Jose but Jose you know. is an absolute hacker, and and <laughs> he's the, and he is preeminent in his role because you don't get him in the Premier League. You don't get just spoilers in the Premier League. Everyone has to be able to play. So actually, Jose Semedo is probably the very best at his position in 
English football today. Because he's the only one doing it. You know what I mean? But since Vinnie Jones retired, <laughs> nobody else is doing it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> he's a throwback, but hey, he gets it done. <laughs> you should you should work in advertising. It reminds me of those old episodes of Bewitched. Do you know what I mean? Jose Where... Samido. He gets it done. <laughs> Like, hi, I'm Jose Semedo, and if you want to break down your attack, try this. It's a big kick. <laughs> That's it. But He's the, the Barry job. Scott of the championship. <laughs> Bang! And the, Bang. And the attack is gone. <laughs> oh, dear. I, bet, I, I think there were some other good performances. I thought Mr. Lee played very well. Um, on, and how lovely was it to see Kizzer Lee back on the pitch again? Yeah, it was good. It was quite unexpected, wasn't it? Um, David Jones was a bit poorly. Um, so, um, yeah, fairly late change with um, Kieran Lee coming back into the team. It was good to see him bombing around. It, it was actually, I mean, strangely enough, I don't think it was a game that, that overly suited him um, and he didn't get a great deal of opportunity to um, to really show what he could do. But he was eager to get out there and, I mean, he put himself about, didn't he? He ran all over the shop. Um, and it was just, there was just something nice about actually seeing him back in a Wednesday shirt um, and, and back out there playing uh, it was it was great to see oh, I think it gave the the entire sort of crowd a bit of a boost as well to see him back and I mean after the horrendous injury and the operations and everything else that he's had how well has he done to get back to, to that level of fitness so quickly I, would, I wouldn't expect him to see him probably until halfway through next season with an injury like that it's brilliant I was I was actually concerned about the whole thing. I thought, if have we rushed him back in order to ensure that we have a decent run into the season? But he, he genuinely put a performance in like somebody who'd been playing for a couple of weeks, which, which you know, is great. And I'm very happy about the whole thing. But I, there was still a, a slight inkling there where my where my uh, my little tea towel holder was 5p, 50p the whole time thinking <laughs> he's going to be out for six months by the end of this game. <laughs> Some of these references this evening. I'm not lying. They're starting to scare me, chaps. They're starting to scare me. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, uh, what, well, one thing we have to speak about as well in that game is, is is Hooper's finish for his goal. That technique is incredible, isn't it? Absolutely chuffing incredible. To have that ball coming down, um, be running the wrong way, hit it along the floor... Uh, to, to the space where there's nobody there, I just thought was amazing. That, that really is Hooper... At his best, isn't it? Just that, whether, that bit of Whether technique. it's injuries that he's had or whether it's the fact that he's kind of been been overshadowed by players that we've brought in since. You know, if we think back to um, when we first got him on loan, you know, kind of in the, the depths of the winter last season, we were all so excited, weren't we, with the idea, Gary Hooper, proven championship goal scorer, a guy who's cut it in the Premier League. Uh, he was coming to our club. We were finally showing that we were getting the right sort of players of the calibre that we needed. And since then, we've signed basically a who's who of what strikers you would want if you were a championship team. And I feel like sometimes Gary Hooper has kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit because we're always raving about somebody else. And the injuries haven't helped. But I honestly think that he is the most complete forward that we have. He doesn't he doesn't excite you like Forestieri does. He doesn't have the goal-scoring record in recent years that Rhodes has, and he doesn't have the kind of international pedigree that, that Fletcher's built up, but, but what he does have is a complete control and command of the role he's expected to play. And I think it's it's genius that Carlos hasn't asked him to do anything different. He hasn't used those four strikers, or even knew you if you want to include five, as interchangeable parts all doing the same thing. They all have a role to play. And I think Carlos has realised, and you know the fans. You know we we sit there in the stands and we can see it plain as day that Gary Hooper enables so much to happen. Um, and I'm just so glad that actually he isn't just being selfless and he's getting the the reward which every striker wants, which is to score goals. And you, you know you've called that that technique was absolutely stunning. Absolutely. Here's, here's a question. Um, does anyone remember a guy called Sam Winnall, um, who we signed from <laughs> Barnsley in January? He was last seen scoring against Barnsley, and um, I don't think he's been seen since. Never. Yeah, ever. he's going to struggle, isn't he? It, but then again, we all, we all kind of feared, not feared, but I think deep down we knew that that was going to happen. We knew that he was probably going to fall behind Nando, Jordan, uh, Gary, that sounds weird just saying Gary. You know what I mean? Got it. Got it. Um, it, just, it just seems weird just saying it. But yeah, gal. You know what I mean? Imagine having a daughter and then going, oh, I've uh, 
I've got a boyfriend, Dad. Already, your back's up. What's his name? Gal. Oh, get in the bin. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but we, knew, we, knew, <laughs> we knew he'd fall down the pecking order behind all those people. And there was a point where him and Rhodes were looking like our tastiest partnership, but that was only last month. And it's whatever cliche you can think of, horses for courses, round pegs for round holes. There are games that where we need a Sam Winnall and his work rate and that sort of thing. And But at the minute... We don't need that right now. We just need to go the cockerels to the country file and, you know, smash it in. And uh, Gary Winnell, uh, Gary Winnell, bloody hell fire. I'm on fire tonight, <laughs> aren't I? Sam, <laughs> Sam Winnell fits into a certain type of play because we are famous for us. We're famous in the championship for being slow burners and slow starters. And um, when you've got somebody up front in that slow start grafting away like Winnell does, it's actually, a, you know, it's a, it's a, tactic that works well for Carlos and has got us into the position we've got now albeit you know annoying me to death every step of the way <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know there's space for him and uh, it, you never know let's say if we get to the um, get to the final Sam Winnell for the first half might actually be a decent idea I think I said it on the podcast when we signed him I, I regard Sam Winnell as a project, you know, remember in the Premier League where we signed players like, you know, like a Richard Creswell, and I know where he went after and blah, 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 blah. I can remember at the time thinking we spent, was it 800 grand or a million pounds or something on Richard Creswell from York? He's got a hat full of goals in the lower leagues. He's a project. He's a guy that, that has the raw materials to groom into something better than he is. And actually, I think a Sam Winnell becomes a much better player training and playing alongside you know, your Hoopers, your Fletchers, these, uh, you know, and Jordan Rhodes, who's not a spring chicken anymore. Players who have been there and done it. So actually, I'm quite happy with us signing Sam Winnell and not really playing him. I think he's got something to offer, but I don't think he's the finished article because I actually think that he could become the finished article. You know, we're a, a, a club that is looking to take it to the next level. If we go up to the Premier League, immediately we're going to have to be spending money on players that is going to dwarf what we regard as the amount of money that we've spent um, on, on this team that we've assembled to challenge at the top end of the championship. So why not take a couple of punts on players who are uh, who have raw potential in the same way that David Hurst had raw potential and groom them? That's a different way that I usually use yeah, that phrase. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Groom them <laughs> to become something that is going to be of real value to us when we get up there. Because honestly, Sam Winnell could be a top, top Premier League striker. He, he's not there now, but playing around the players that we've got with that experience that they have, it can only make him better. And it won't happen overnight. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And another, the last little bit from the game, I would like to give a bit of a shout to uh, to Mr. Reach as well, because he's had some pelters this season. I thought he played, uh, played really, really well against Derby. Nothing particularly spectacular, but his, his, his work rate was fantastic the, the cross for the goal was fantastic um and and even the first goal he actually got tackled and, and got back up straight away and won the ball back if you like and and sort of on came the first goal i just thought he played really really well and, and after the, the crap he's had from the wednesday it's just worth a mention that's all i tell you i tell you, lord lord hillsborough even dirk off twitter said that reach played well now Good those team, yeah, yeah th now those that are on twitter will know that that is a big thing right there <laughs> I think we could probably go a step further with Adam Breach because I, I was one of the people that, that was giving him a little bit of stick um, earlier in the season because it had nothing to do with his, his price tag. It was just due to the fact that he, he really wasn't doing anything. He wasn't adding anything to the team. And yet that's a good kind of four, five, six good games in a row that he's had now. Um, and he's kind of coming to his own a bit i think he's 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 found his place i think he's settled into um his his game he's, he's got a bit of confidence i think fans are behind him um and he's really responding to it i think he's playing brilliantly at the moment i think we've also got to men give a special mention as well for uh for kieran westwood for his save late on in that game because that was like a superhuman oh, save yeah. from uh westwood because oh. that that was that was 2-2 written all over it that was throwing it away last minute same old wednesday uh, absolutely written all over it, and I thought he did a just a tremendous job, and it was great old game as well, Westwood. Absolutely, he really is becoming a an absolute 
legend. I mean, I'm a, a big fan of goalkeepers in general, and, and I'm I'm struggling now to to not put him up there with the very very best keepers I've ever ever seen in Ellsworth. Uh, and and I'm a big big fan. And after that save, obviously the ball sailed over the net, and and uh, Mr. Padil, did you see him sort of just leaning casually against the goalpost once he did that? If you haven't seen that, boys and girls, have a little look back. He's sat there quite happily, thinking, "Ah, Westwood's got it. It's not a problem." It, remi- uh, it reminded me of a scene out of Kez. You know where, you know he's in that scene with Brian Glover and he's in goal. It reminds me of that where he's just leant against the goalpost. It really looked like that. Love it, absolutely love it. And the other thing, just ever so quickly, um, I'm sure you guys saw it. Uh, our our silent partner on the podcast, uh, our editing, Mister Editing. Put my teeth back in, shall I? Um, editing Richard um, noticed that uh, when the ball went out at one point, one of the stewards jumped for the ball and ended up tumbling down the steps as well. So if you missed that, uh, have a little look over there at Twitterfield. Scroll down. Hilarious. Absolutely chuffing hilarious. Bless him. Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar, now open on match days. All right, then, ladies and gents, again, let's crack on with the, I have to say, scant bit of Wednesday news we've got. But what we have got is chuffing tremendous. The under-23s are now champions of their league. They have won the league. Oh, chuffing wonderful is that? Well, well, given it's got your favourite player in the world playing for them right now, <laughs> I think, uh, I think, I, you know, I bet it was a lot more than Beastie dropping his fruit bag. <laughs> well, I, I did have the obviously his, his entire face tattooed across my back, and now I'm going to put sort of sort of smaller George Hurst in different positions down the back of my legs. I, as well. I do not want to know what position you're going <laughs> to. Yeah, that wor- that worries me. <laughs> Various goal scoring positions, shall we say. Again, you see, that can be construed wrong, you see. We, you know, you can't go to gay bars with language like that because everything means something else, Lord H, you see. So what, like, you're just going to get yourself in a right load of trouble and, you know, we, we don't need that for you. Miss, some miss, say miss, trouble, you know, some say fun. Yeah, Mrs. Lord H doesn't need that, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> She's used to it, old boy. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it really, I mean, we've we, we banged on about the youth quite a lot this uh, this year. Obviously, we mentioned that this was a possibility a couple of weeks ago. But it, it really just goes to show the the how things have changed in our youth sets. But I, I know we've mentioned that before as well. But this is essentially the proof to the pudding, isn't it? How hard are those guys working down there? You know what, it was a decade ago, probably not much more than that. Um, we'd open the programme and flick through to the development section and they'd say, uh, and, um, and Sheffield Wednesday's under-18 slipped to a disappointing 6-0 defeat against uh, Stocksbridge uh, Blind School, <laughs> under-7s. Um, and, and look, yeah, look how far we've come. It's fantastic. And it, it goes to show the amount of investment and change that has gone on uh, behind the scenes in the club. And this is probably the most visible way that you can describe that. Uh, it's amazing that we have won uh, a, a league. One question that I do have that hasn't been answered yet, I hope one of our Twitter followers or even one of you fine gentlemen can answer. Now we've won the Division 2 title, does that mean we get promoted into into Division 1 next season? Or is it the case that it's it's governed by, you know, what level we're at as an academy or, uh, you know, what yeah. the team is playing at? I, I think it's that you are governed as to what level you're in as to the grading of your facilities, I believe. Or that, I'm pretty sure when they brought out the developmental squad programme, I'm pretty sure that was that was the thing. But I'm impressed that you managed to go through old school Sheffield Wednesday youth without mentioning Luke Bowden, for one. <laughs> well done, Eddie. I'm, you know, I'm really proud the, of that, the, right? be, the best thing is that finally Bods is lifting a trophy, isn't he, this week? He's finally <laughs> made it. Presumably he's the captain of that team, isn't he? No, oh, I would imagine so. <laughs> um, <laughs> While well, we are speaking about the youth as well, it has to be said that our 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 younger youth as well have been out in uh, in Barcelona playing in the, uh, the the Barcelona Cup, and they actually got through to the final against Barcelona as well. These are the the the, the really younger chaps. So it was a tweet sent out by the uh, uh, one of the chaps over there from SWFC, uh, a Mr. Callum Oakenfold, that sounds like a a character 
from The Hobbit. Um, but yes, uh, it's a lovely little tweet. So uh, we have retweeted it as I am speaking now from the TWWcast um, Twitter feed. So please have a little look at the video and you'll see the kids uh, playing over there as well. It's fantastic. Brilliant. Absolutely chuffing. Love it. Are we, uh, uh, we going to send them like a, a present to say well done, like some bread or some baton <laughs> We can we can send them uh, Fudge's new penguin joke book. They'll love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that that's a that's a top seller. Just a, it's just going to be a napkin with that walrus gag written on it. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Um, right, well, the next little bit of Wednesday news. Um, I've just seen a little tweet, actually, boys and girls. Um, I've, I've, I've popped this in the um, the chat as we're speaking, actually, because I've only just seen it. But uh, it turns out uh, Carlos has been at the, the Reverend of the Makers gig this evening. And a chap over there on Twitter, uh, at uh, Matty Wayne on Twitter, has, has got himself a little uh, sort of um, video of Carlos bopping along to the Makers. He seems to be thoroughly enjoying himself as well. How, I've, how I've... much has Carlos become... Uh, like an actual Sheffielder in less than <laughs> two years. You know, firstly, he's doing his uh, his press conference. He's talking about uh, how the uh, the Sheffield people say a birate. And uh, now he's he's going to... It's like Sheffield legendary stuff. You know, he, let's, get, let's get the lead mill. Let's go to the rev. That's unbelievable <laughs> that Carlos is representing that. He's got his I've, flat cap on and everything as well. I've, I've, I've got issues with Carlos. I've got issues <gasps> with Carlos. Uh, Carlos, if you're listening, I'm not sure that we're friends anymore. Uh, on uh, Saturday after the game, I had to go to the ticket office to sort out a ticketing problem. Um, and as I left, I, I was first in the ticket office straight after the match, so I got it sort of pretty quickly. So walked back down the back of the south stand, I was going across the bridge and then turning right towards the Riverside Cafe. Uh, and as I was in like the very slow kind of like plod up the stairs across the bridge following everyone else, um, I heard a, a woman behind me go, excuse me, coming through, excuse me. Uh, and it was, I, I assume, some kind of security security person from Sheffield Wednesday who was leading Carlos through the crowd uh, he was obviously in a rush <laughs> to get straight off after the game hence why Lee Bullen did all the interviews and everything um, I'd, you know, I'd had a couple of drinks and as he went through I thought I know what would be really funny now so I tried to get a chorus of <laughs> Carlos give us a wave going which was just me basically no one joined in um, and Carlos oh. completely ignored me didn't even acknowledge me so uh, no. me and Carlos we're, we're not friends anymore we're nothing we're nothing Listen, dead to me James dead to me. I, I'm aware how drunk you get at games now um, <laughs> I've been in Meadowall Christmas shopping I've also been you know other shopping centres are available and uh, I've seen middle aged women pulling children through crowds going excuse me get out of the way sorry it's normally, <laughs> it's normally a lost child or something like that are you sure it was Carlos that in your you know your beer tinted specs you, you've thought that a child because he's not the biggest fella in the world you know what I mean <laughs> have you thought that it was just a lost child um, it, it might just have been someone else in a nice coat. I, I don't know. Uh, no, it was. It was. It was. It was definitely Carlos. Well, you know, there's, there's been times that I've employed a small child, put him in a coat that looks like Carlos, then dragged him round Meadowall, going, "Excuse me, excuse me, coming through, just so I can get to uh, to, to, to uh, Primark quicker." Yeah, so if, if you want to hire a child, get on to hireachild.org.co.uk. Yeah, you must be uh, CRB check. This is uh, going wrong. This is going wrong. Uh, this is vetted. <laughs> Actually, James, I've got, I've, got, uh, I've got an issue with Carlos this week as well. Now, uh, as you know, I live in Southampton, and on Sunday, the same time as the London Marathon, is the Southampton Half Marathon, which is like London, only half as good. Clearly, and uh, and I got a text message from the uh, from the assistant manager down at the uh, the long suffering Bedford Arms, which is where I, even though I've got Sky and I can watch his tone, I go downstairs and watch it in the pub and make an absolute tit of myself. And um, and what I did, I uh, I got a text message from the manager saying, "You'll never guess who's in here." I went, "Jesus, who is it?" Like, so, who is it? And they went, it's the Sheffield Wednesday manager. Now, in that in that pub, I've met uh, a couple of guys from Twitter who know I go there. I met Raider Johnson, Lee Peacock, you know, these people that are down here for no reason. In fact, I even met Johan Folly down here and rented a flat <laughs> off his step-parents. Um, now, so I've gone sprinting downstairs. It's literally right next to my flat. I've gone bombing downstairs, walked in, and it was... Uh, now, bear in mind, they live a long way away, and it was, uh, it was Stuart Gray. And, uh, <laughs> and one of the lads went to me, are you not going to say hello? I went, no, you're all right. Oh. <laughs> went back you're going to say hello to Stu? 
Did you ring up Beastie and say, Be- Beastie, I need you down here in 10 minutes? He'd have shanked him up fat. Are you not going to stay up, Fudge? You're not going to get a photo? Ah, you're all right. And then went back upstairs. <laughs> so so oh, I'm annoyed at Carlos a, for a not selfie. being invented. Yeah, well, you know. A selfie. He was there with all his families drinking tea in a boozer. Do you know what I mean? I, I just, I'm not interested. <laughs> it, even even in the even in a pub, even in a pub on a day off, he's still vanilla AF. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody else is getting sourced up around him, and he's gone now. Nah, do you know what? I'll just have a cup of tea, thanks. <laughs> what are we talking about? Are we still recording? <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's it's wonderful how Carlos has, uh, has in, got himself into the Sheffield culture, and and that video it, it just looks absolutely marvelous, brilliant, love it, absolutely love it. I tell you what, you've done well bringing that full circle there, Lord H, because I had you no see? idea where we were. <laughs> Get the professionals on the job. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of professionals, not really, but Wednesdayites have done a marvelous job at selling out the Fulham game. It's it was to be expected, wasn't it? Let's face. This is going to be incredible. But, of course, the tickets for the port game has now gone. So the old girl is going to be chuffing rocking, isn't it? So if it does come down to that last game of the season, oh, everything's stacked in our favour so far, isn't it? You know what? It's going to be absolutely brilliant when results go on Saturday to the point where us and Fulham just need a, just need a draw and we keep yeah. leads out of the playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine the <laughs> anger from the Leeds fans. What was that thing in the World <laughs> Cup where where Morocco got yeah. knocked out because there was, was a couple of teams East, just totting it around? It was no, it was uh, was it either East Germany? So the group was West Germany, East Germany, Austria, and Morocco. Right? Yeah. Yes, who's the odd one out there then? So basically, yeah. all, Sorry, all, three, all three of them just completely coordinated uh, an attempt to the point where I think the I think the final game, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was actually East Germany against Austria, and they basically went, yeah. "We're just gonna we're just gonna pass it around our own." Just, just, just passed it around ninety minutes, and yeah, they did. So- there's going to be a full Rockin' Hillsborough just watching that sort of game, like you know what I mean. <laughs> People sat around you know like what? an Ari Enfield sketch. It's, it's going to be perfect because it means that James is going to be able to to relive every moment of the match without forgetting anything because all of it is the same. It's just going to be Tom Lees and Glenn Leuven passing forwards to Dave Jones, who's then going to pass back to them. That's it. Entire game. Happy with that. <laughs> um, it does have to be said this evening, um, uh, Wolves and, and Huddersfield have obviously played, and uh, unfortunately Wolves didn't do us a favour this week, which is disappointing. They did lose uh, 1-0 to, to Huddersfield, so they have now jumped back up to third, which means Wednesday have slipped down again slightly to uh, to fifth in the table, but it's still looking lovely at the moment. Uh, we, we've said it all season, haven't we? Uh, well, I have. Anyway, um, we've been waiting to hit our form, and we have hit it at exactly the right time. Leeds have had their form. Um, obviously, um, I, I'm assuming you guys have seen the lovely new uh, new hashtag doing the rounds from the Wednesday. It's the uh, LALA, Let's All Laugh at Leeds, which I am thoroughly enjoying. Absolutely, beautifully enjoying. Um, and of course, Yorkshire Radio, who are the least Yorkshire radio station I have ever heard in my life. Oh, although we do love them dearly. Fudge, you've been on there before, haven't you, Obi? Yeah, they stuck me on with a, a Huddersfield and a Leeds fan, and, uh, and, and, and I literally mid-rant got cut off, which I was very unhappy about, but, you know, <laughs> they've probably heard the show, and it was probably, well, you know, well-advised. <laughs> I've been on before, but it's, it's funny how we've, we've not heard any added requests to, to pop on old... Uh, yeah, weird, um, that, isn't it? Radio since, ...since Leeds have dropped out there. Hmm... But no, uh, it, it, it's lovely to see these chop it all up, and hopefully I shan't be eating my words in a few weeks' time. Um, right, chaps, that's all I've got for Wednesday news this week. Do you, do you guys have anything different? I have a, uh, I have a couple of points actually, Lord Hillsborough. And uh, last week I was a, uh, I was a, 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 <laughs> a, an absentee in, uh, in the podcast, and uh, you had, uh, I think you had Rich there, you had James, and uh, was Vic there as well? I think it was just Rich and James. Unfortunately not. It was a grumpy old owls last it week. Was, it it was. It was. It was a grumpy, grumpy old owls last week, and um, there was a there was a throwaway comment made by Mr. Marriott there in reference to the uh, the chat we had about two or three weeks ago about the performances over points and that sort of thing. Now at this time of season, where, obviously points where I was, are most where I was important. Right. I, I don't right. know about being right. I, you know what I mean. I don't know about <laughs> where, being right. But where, there was a there was a point made right. about. Um, 
about negative football, about grinding out a result where you need one. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't feel like uh, negative football is a bad thing. I just think it should be executed well. Does that make sense? I, th- I think you can grind out a result but still play good football. What do you reckon? Have I backtracked you know what? enough that, on that? That, that? The Cardiff game was an example of negative football that was imposed yes. on us, right? Yes. So we didn't have a choice with that. In order to win that game, we had to match the negative football that Cardiff played, right? I'm not against the idea of becoming a spoiler. When you're playing against a team that is demonstrably better than you, you, you play in a way that makes you win, right? I think this Wednesday team and the squad that we have and the tactics that we have mean that we, we don't have to do that very often. And I, and I honestly don't think that we could be accused of, being, of having played negative football at any point this season off our own bat. I think at times we play very, very patient football. And I actually think that, that fans are conditioned to want to see some more direct play and play that is more, more, more overtly attacking. But actually, negative play for me is time-wasting. It is uh, you're stopping the other team from playing. It is yes. interrupting play and all that sort yes. of stuff. Uh, that's, we, that's we don't do that. It's been a long time since I've seen a Wednesday team do that. Okay, so let, let me bring you in on this then, uh, Eddie. You can uh, you can referee this one. And if I'm wrong, James, interject. Um, what it was, uh, James and I had a, had a heated debate about, two, debate about two or three weeks ago where he said it doesn't matter, points are points. Mm-hmm. Which I, I see I see his point. Um, and I said, well, going forward, I think it would make the fans less jittery if we played better, fast-flowing, lovely football. Or whether it be a bit defensive or whether we just absolutely go romping at people. Uh, unfortunately, the last couple of games since we had that debate, we've had both. We've had the points and we've actually played quite well. Um, even against Cardiff when they've tried to park the bus. So where do you sit on that? On that fence, Eddie, where where do you sit? I, so I would specifically answer this with regard to the way that our fans react. Okay, I think that we as Wednesday fans are conditioned to demand that you know endeavour that excitement, that attacking football. You see how quickly the Hillsborough crowd turns when um, we are perceived to not be trying to win a game. Right. Yes. So for Sheffield that, that, Wednesday, that's my especially point of it. Yeah, especially at Hillsborough, I actually think that it makes more sense to go balls to the wall a little bit because because of the power that the crowd has to get behind the team and to intimidate the opposition. Right. At Hillsborough, yes, I, I have a, a great deal of sympathy for you. Um, all other things being equal, taking the crowd out of the equation, it's madness to play that way. What you need to do is play the way that is needed to get the points. Because at the end of the day, getting the points means you score more goals than the opposition. And the worst 1-0 victory is still better than the best 6-5 defeat. So, hang, on, uh, hang on, Eddie. Hang on. You're going to get splinters in your ass if you stay on this. No, I'm not. Anymore. I'm Come not. on now. It's not. <laughs> and you know what? Right. So in that case, you know, if you if you make me swear on my children's lives, would you sooner win every game and never enjoy a moment of it apart from the goals? Or would you sooner enjoy every minute of it but never see Sheffield Wednesday achieve what we want to achieve, which is being back in a Premier League? Then I'll take the points every day. So I'm Team Ooh. James. Hashtag Ooh. Team J. Hashtag Team J. <laughs> got yourself a follower there, Jamez. You see that? Well, <laughs> walked in the pub there, didn't he? And, and and stuck his chest out and said, right, come at me. And I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry, Fudgy, I'll be. But even James didn't have to fight his own battle then. We had banter. Uh, I've, I've, I've been sat here enjoying a lovely beer. All right, what's next on your list then, Fudge? Come on. <laughs> Ready for uh, this? What else did I have? What else did I have? I had something else, didn't I? Uh, it was... Um, Oh, it was Brighton and Hovnet Albion and Newcastle. Now, you seem to be proud of Brighton going up. And yeah, I'm very pleased you, about Brighton. Always, I'm pleased about Newcastle going say, up as well. Yeah. yeah, no, the pair of them getting the fucking bin. Yeah, 100%, 100% team fudge on that. Really dislike both. <laughs> no, hang on. Well, hang on. Hang on. You've got to hear me out on this because I have a theory, all right? Now, okay, okay. Um, this this take a little bit of blue sky thinking going on here. Um Brighton. What's Brighton's nickname? What are Brighton known as? The Seagulls. All right. Newcastle. What's their nickname? What are they known as? Uh, uh, Barco. <laughs> yeah, Geordies. 
Magpies. It's magpies, the, isn't it? Coal miners. Magpies. What do the Support. seagulls and magpies have in common? Are you going down an ornithology route on this one, James? Is that what you're doing? Whoa, so by whoa, virtue whoa. Of fact Don't that accuse Norwich... him of that. There's many things to accuse James of, but not that kind of sick Not stuff. an ornithologist. Yeah. Bloody hell, you, you people should be in some, on, a, on some sort of register. <laughs> I, th- I think you see my point. This is, it's the year of the birds. It's the year um... of the birds. Oh, yeah, because it went so well for Norwich, didn't it? Where, you know, the canaries are sat there languishing There's away. Only... You've got, well, I... you've got well, the only, robins at the bottom of the league. Only three can go up, go up. What, do you want five to get promoted out of from three promotion places? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's only three teams that can go up. We're the only ones in the playoffs that are also represented by a bird. Ergo, it's us. Oh, well, they are then. Uh, That's but, it. You know, don't bother with tickets, kids. 2 0 James. It's all right. Game we'll set of match. You're the best. Love it. Um, <laughs> um, right then, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, last little bit of Wednesday news. And unfortunately, this is, is awful, awful news. Obviously, there's nobody that's listening to this that won't have heard about uh, the, the tragedy that happened at, at obviously, the, uh, the Derby game. Um, massive, massive Wednesday night, apparently. Uh, Nigel. Uh, Goodinson unfortunately collapsed at the Wednesday game and and, and passed away. Um, it, awful, absolutely awful. Nobody should go to football and not come home. It's unbelievable. Uh, we've seen various tweets from family members and saying how how much he was enjoying himself before the match and, and all that kind of thing. And it just unbelievably, unbelievably sad. Um, he was a, a football coach himself as well for for Hansworth Paramours, and he was only fifty eight years old, which is is just no age these days. It's really, really not. Um, of course, uh, the club are. Uh, organising, and of course his, his friends and family are organising uh, a, a round of applause for him at the Fulham game on the 58th minute as he was 58 years old so I urge all Wednesday fans please get behind that as well, I'm sure we will um, it goes without saying really and of course our thoughts go out to his, his friends and family Whether you're celebrating a birthday a wedding or anniversary maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856054 or 01423 6121. Right then, ladies and gents. So let's move on then, shall we? Uh, last little thing we have to have a little chinwag about this evening is the upcoming Ipswich game as well, isn't it? Um, now, Ipswich, again, are one of those clubs that have essentially nothing but pride to play for, do they? They're not going anywhere, they're not going up, they're not going down, they're just there, aren't they? Now, um, obviously, Rotherham beat them at the weekend, which is chuffing ridiculous. Um, Lol. (laughs) (laughs) But James made a good point earlier, of course, they did beat Newcastle 3-1, well, didn't they? So it depends um, which Ipswich is going to turn up um, when we play them, really. Which Ipswich? That's good, that. Rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if actually, that, that could be one of the hashtags. Because you remember when we were uh, uploading videos of the last time we played the team we were going out? We, were, You know, we kind of, like, it fell by the wayside, which never happens on this show. We start a new feature, <laughs> innit? And I'll it falls by the wayside. <laughs> and don't mean to be rude, but finding those stuffing videos is a right pain in the bottom. <laughs> I, I love looking back at Odd Wednesday videos, but some of the more obscure ones, if you like, are just ruddy horrendous to find. So if you guys do have any um, uh, memories of Ipswich, because it's always a memorable game when we play Ipswich, but yeah. please do um, get in contact and we'll, we shall do our very, very best to try and find your Ipswich memories there for you. Sorry, which I, uh, I cut right across you there. I am, I, I, listen, I have nothing to say about Ipswich. As we were just discussing off air then, that, you know, they've got one foot on the beach. They're already in marbs to hashtag lad it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be very surprised if they put a shift in. Yes, we've got Barnsley Mick, who I have no issue with whatsoever. You know, I, I love the Barnsley-based Barnsley manager that they have. And, um, and I just, you know, and it should be a comfortable win for us. However let alone what Ipswich turn up, what Sheffield Wednesday turn up. Me, personally, I would be inclined to rest a few players for the Fulham game. I know it's controversial given the uh, 
the gravitas of the game. But this is the type of dross I'd be piling out uh, Jose Semedo for. Sorry, Jose. What what on earth are you talking about? We, are you are you just are you yeah. doing this just to try and rattle me? Are you just angling Listen. for another argument here? <laughs> I've never heard so much utter shite in my whole life. Yeah. You you would rest players for the game against Ipswich, which is our biggest game of the season. We're two points clear. Leeds will win their last two games. They'll get six points. Um, Fulham have got a very good chance of winning on Saturday. And you're saying that we can afford to rest players for Saturday. Yeah, let's rest, for them. The Fulham let's rest them all. We have you are, you are doing strikers. you're doing this deliberately now, aren't you? I, I, I am. I'm I'm being a little facetious. However, <laughs> God for I, that. <laughs> I thought for a minute that you'd lost all. I mean, we all know there's not a a huge number of brain cells in there to start with, Fudge. But seriously, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'll um, yeah. I I I think there is an opportunity to play Winnell and Rhodes, for example. But I don't think we should be resting players. I. Um, I don't think we should be starting with Jose Semedo. I just wanted to um, to get that in there. Just get it. Digging. I think we should. I think we should play all five strikers. Let's let's get them all in form heading for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Give them a game. To, give them like, a game time. You know, it, it could be one of the great championship games ever because, like you've said, Fudge, Ipswich are on the beach. They don't care anymore. They 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 basically are regarding this as a display game. It's a testimonial. So let's just go absolutely batshit mental and go for the full on Aussie RD League five zero five formation. And let's just see what happens. Let's just fuck shit up. It's going to be brilliant. I let's cannot get, wait for this game. Let's get bods up from the youth team to have a, have a runabout with a big boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's time that Bods was given a chance. Now, at the age of 33, there, there is no reason he shouldn't start to look at first-team football. All we are saying is give Bods a chance. That's all we're saying. <laughs> um, now, in, in all seriousness, they are. Um, this is a, a, a game against a team that that have less than nothing to play for. They They are clearly safe from relegation. They can't feasibly get into the top half. So, you know, they're looking at a season that Mick McCarthy has already given up and justified. He he did that press conference, uh, you know, a few weeks ago where he was like, well, you know, I haven't been sacked because I've done a better job than other managers who have been sacked. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so fair enough, Mick, that's fine. <laughs> and, and they've got they've got a an aging team that has been with them for ages that are just marking time. There is no reason to suggest that they are going to give too much of a toss. I honestly believe that we can dictate things and that we can take the game to them, uh, and, and you know, and not winner to canter because there are no games, even Rotherham, there are no games that are easy. But there are games where everyone goes through the motions. Everyone knows what they have to do. Um, the Ipswich team know they have to at least show a bit of willing. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, they, they you know they're quite happy for us to. Uh, to take the points and uh, you know put a, a bigger gap between the teams that are going to the playoffs and Norwich. So you know, yeah, I, there's no reason why we wouldn't go there and take advantage of that sentiment. I'm hoping the weather's going to be nice because, to be honest, I'm on a bit of a long weekend down there anyway. So it would be great <laughs> to have a big old sunny uh, last away game of the season extravaganza. But even if not, even if it's pissing down and shitty. Saturday is the day that we rubber stamp our playoff place. Saturday is the day that uh, the, the, those strikers continue to show that they can do it. And Saturday is the day that we start uh, building that, that final push towards what are going to be three absolutely massive games that are going to take us back to the promised land. I'll tell you what, is that the lyrics to Waka Waka by Shakira? Is that what you <laughs> were singing? Well Today's yeah. the day, the strikers, <laughs> they're all in line, they can't fight us. You get down, get down, oh, oh, you get down, get down, hey, Simon, I'm in our chef for Wednesday, it's time for Barnsley, <laughs> mate. Exactly. It's, it's a summer carnival type <laughs> And that's it. I think we should get Shakira in there to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll borrow off Gerard Piquet. We'll sort it. <laughs> oh, look. And that's your 90s bit for our musical section think, of this I week. think you'll find it's 2010, it's, is that one, mate? It's 2010 uh, World Cup, mate. 2010 it's World it's Cup. Only, it's only the uh, official oh, anthem of the World Cup. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that seems like chuffing years ago now. Um, but, of course, Fulham are playing Brentford, as, as we mentioned last week as well. Um, and Brentford have been great at home, but they've not been brilliant away, have they? Um, obviously, the one QPR, 3-1, uh, drew away at Barnsley, one apiece. They hammered Derby 4-0 at home. And, of course, it's a way to, essentially, to Fulham. 
A derby think, game, though, isn't it? It's a derby it's, game. That. Yeah, Brit, it's like it's like us being away at, Le- at, at Barnsley or something, isn't it, for up an ultimate it game is, of yeah. the season? It's, yeah, it's it's tricky. Fulham and Brentford are equally uh, wanky middle class suburbs in London, and so they they really dislike each other because because of property values. I think more than anything. I, I think it, I think it, yeah, I think it's property values and catchment areas. And, yeah, uh, absolutely, hundred percent. There's going to the be great... there's a proper. <laughs> Proper aggro between uh, the two sets of fans because the Brentford fans, their kids couldn't get into a really good school because they live just slightly in the wrong postcode area. Oh, can it's you the, imagine the seats? Yeah, it, it's the great fallout of the cheese fondue fight of 2012. <laughs> that, that's what it is, yeah. Grew, yeah, you daft bastards. It should you always f- be chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Only you could make that joke, Kenny. <laughs> Look it up. Target reference, uh, but no, uh, it, it, it obviously is a winnable game, and then hopefully, 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 um, everything goes our way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying my very, very best is not to to get overly excited about this running. I really, really am. I'll be honest with you, I'm struggling not to get over excited about this running because it's Wednesday and it, it's scary and it's weird. But chuff me, it's going to be brilliant, isn't it? I can I can sober you up a bit if you uh, if you want because I I am genuinely still worried um, and I am generally a, a positive fan um, as um, anyone that listens to this podcast regularly will will know sometimes annoyingly so uh, but the problem is that you've got you've got three you know, you've now got um, what four clubs going for three playoff places. Uh, yes. And yes, Leeds Leeds are in terrible form. However, um, they've got um, Norwich at home on Saturday, and Norwich obviously are a very up and down team in exactly the same way that Ipswich have been. Um, and Leeds at home generally their form has been pretty good. Um, they've then got Wigan on the last day of the season, who will probably be relegated by then. So I think it's quite possible to see Leeds picking up four, maybe even six points from those two games. Um, you've got Fulham, uh, probably not a game that they would pick to have as their penultimate game is their kind of local derby game against Brentford because Brentford will absolutely want to go there and get something out of it and they will give them a you know a heck of a game. Um, and then obviously, last day of the season, they've got us. So I, I just think that there's going to be someone that's... Th- there is going to be a team that's disappointed out of this and at the moment, logic would say that it's going to be Leeds, but if Leeds beat Norwich on Saturday, it changes that picture a lot. So I, I'm adding um, a slight note of caution here to fans that are talking as if, well, it's done, we're in the playoffs. We're not. We're not in the playoffs. We've got a job to do on Saturday. We've got to go to Ipswich, who will not roll over and just let us win because they want to put more a bigger gap between us and Norwich. That's you know a lovely sentiment, but it isn't going to happen. No. They will give us You're a game. Wrong. Um, Mick McCarthy will be uh, baying for blood. He will want to get one over on us, um, and he'll not want to lose the uh, generally the very good record that he's got against us. His teams generally do pretty well against us. He'll want to keep that going. So uh, it's 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 wrong, I think, to consider it a foregone conclusion on Saturday. It's it's wrong to assume that we're going to make it into the playoffs because there will be a team that misses out. It's inevitable. Huddersfield have secured yeah, it's their Leeds. place it's tonight. Leeds. Yeah, it's Leeds. It's Leeds. It's we're we're going to Wembley. It's Leeds. They're not doing it. Yeah, we're, we're rolling. We're, we're rolling it. over Ipswich. There is there is less. There's less than zero percent chance that we don't uh, celebrate the, our playoff place on Saturday night. Leeds will not beat Norwich, and if they do, they will do a Leeds and somehow manage to contrive to lose against an already relegated Wigan Athletic on the last day while us and Fulham play out a draw. It's <laughs> all well and good is, you saying this, Eddie, but then you disappear for six months and we have to put up with the fallout from your nonsense that you there spout. You, go. Uh, you know what? If at, we, if at we lose Ipswich on Twitter, on... not at TWWcast, anyone that wants to, come at me. I'm 100% confident on this. Catch him on this Twitter. Is, How about that? This is happening. Can, can, can we can we put some money on this then? So if Wednesday lose a tip switch on Saturday, uh, then yep. you will not find some sort of excuse as to why you can't come on the podcast next week. You you okay, will guarantee right. us. Well, that's the best. One hundred percent does does the show. The, right. The, okay. The, right. I'm, you, I'm just I'm just looking at right. I'm I'm going to say absolutely yes. Right. I'm just looking at my calendar. So uh, Wednesday night next week, uh, I'm in Manchester because I'm off to see Bruno Mars. Right, so I cannot record on Wednesday. So as long as we agree that we're not recording on Wednesday, then yes, whatever happens on Saturday night, then I am uh, I'm definitely no, coming. Piss on that. I'll get Bruno there. Mars on. We'll get him on. See what he's saying. That would be amazing. Hey, I'm all right. Wow. He's, got this, 
got the same voice as Mickey Mouse and Michael Jackson in my repertoire, but, but yeah, that's, that's how Bruno Mars talks. What, what are you saying about them owls? What are the ones that you mean, Jackson support? Yeah, that's the one, yeah, what are you saying? I got a big quiff. Yeah, mint. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, <laughs> uh, right, then, ladies and gents, so that's going to bring us to an end of this week's show. Uh, do any of you guys have any little bits before we uh, end proceedings? Uh, uh, just... I, I, I have a little bit. Do you have one, James? Sorry, do you want to go first? My apologies. No, I'll let you go first. You go first. Okay, so my little bit is a um, uh, big shout-out to my cat once again. Um, knows <laughs> where his loyalties lie. My cat, as you know, uh, loves his shit. And um, and I think we were recording once, weren't we, and he'd shat all over the carpet. Now, what he did this time, uh, John Clark gave me a call the other day. I was picking him up to, uh, to, to go into town. Uh, he lives in the local borough of Eastleigh, which is about uh, 10 miles away. Uh, yeah, not even that. Anyway, he, uh, I got to his house and John went, oh, listen, since my dad had the shit can from, uh, from Aston Villa, do you want some of this kit? Essentially what he's saying was, I'm too thin for it. Do fudge you, you big stag, want some of this kit? <laughs> I thought, yeah, it'd be great. I'll have it for, uh, I'll have it for, uh, for lounging around in. And uh, yeah, Sporticus, my cat, named after Sporticus from Lazy Town, decided to shit it up. <laughs> He's gone, oh, Dad, this isn't right. What's this here? I don't recognise this badge. Yeah, lovely Under Armour stuff it is. Shat all over it. <laughs> Jolly good show. Sportsgus, all been top job. Top job, that boy. Uh, Jamesy, I believe you have a, a little bit there for us, Bob. Yeah, just to mention, there is uh, a new blog now live on our website, which uh, Jack, who's um, becoming one of our regular bloggers now, has uh, written for us. And it seems quite timely as we kind of, you know, edge that bit closer to securing our playoff place that um, he's written a bit his his memories and recollections from the trip to London last May, which is um, I, it almost brought a tear to my eye, actually, as I was reading it. So it's, it's well worth having a look. Uh, the Wednesdayweek.co.uk is our website. And if anyone is interested in writing a blog for us, um, you, you don't need any experience, just you just need to want to write about Wednesday, basically, then um, drop me a line, james at thewednesdayweek.co.uk, and uh, we'll take it from there. Absolutely. Even I did some nonsense for that, and James actually made it look like a proper blog. So if you're rubbish at writing, by all means, James will sort it out for you. Well, He's like well, a teacher. We did notice this the other day when you declared uh, Derby as a boggy team. That was, uh, that was a boggy team. <laughs> no, that, that, that's exactly what I meant. They're, they're a boggy <laughs> team. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, he, he, he just gets his little red pen out and just scribbles all over it. He's brilliant. Absolutely love it. Well done, James L.P. Um, right, then, ladies and gents, so that's going to bring us to an end of this week's proceedings. Mr. Eduardo Albin, if people want to go review over there on Twitter and tell you how bloody right you are about how marvellously wonderful we are and going to get to this playoff final and, and, and beat them and win the Premiership and then next year win the Champions League, where can we do that, Albin? So, uh, as always, you can find me at Sausage Arms on Twitter, also on Instagram, which is where, on a match day, I usually post uh, the, the general drunken escapades. You are on. so down with the kids, aren't you, Eddie? Aren't you? Hey, you know yeah. what? I, I, I may even do a Snapchat story on Saturday. Shut up, uh, so, uh, so, you know, just remember, you can tell me that I'm right, you can tell me that I'm wrong, but irrespective of any of that, this was the week where it was announced that Sheffield United are coming for us by signing Chet Evans. Just remember that. Whether, whether you're positive or negative as a Wednesday fan, they've just signed Chet Evans. For the same amount of money we signed Sam Winnell for. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was, you know what? In fact, I want to give a, a very quick shout out to the, uh, the Sheffield United Supporters Club on Twitter because uh, they made me laugh massively yesterday when uh, they said, uh, Cripes, when the Blades fans were saying, we're coming for you, I didn't think they meant while we were asleep in a Premier Inn. Ooh. Oh, Hashtag oh, edgy. <laughs> Let's move on quickly. Fudgy, if people want to get over you over there on the podcast, on the podcast, I've done it again, over there on the Twitteridge. Old team, <laughs> where can you do that? Is that a mistake that's carried over for a week now? Oh, where are they going to get all of you on the podcast? Absolutely. Somebody asked me oh. for my address just today and said, ah, oh, get me on the podcast. The podcast. Uh, where, where can we find your boy? Find me on Twitter. I'm at Dan Fudge. Or you can find me in the Bedford Arms where uh, James Addy 92 found me, the one that did the rather funny face swap with uh, Dayfon Chansiri or Daypon Chansiri, which in no way did I refer to it as... Um, 
I think it was a, along the same humour as Mrs. Brown's boys, I think I referred to it as, wasn't it? That's what I called it. But uh, having met the man that done it, he's very lovely. And uh, it, I love the video. It's one of my favourites. Fantastic. Um, Jamesy, I'll be, where can people get all of your nonsense over there on the Twitch? Page? On Twitter, uh, James Marriott is my handle. Um, say hi. And um, if you are at Ipswich on Saturday, I will see you there. Absolutely. Of course, you can get all of me over there on the Twitter. It's at Lord H. That's L0RD underscore H. You can get all the podcast at TWWCast. Get all of us on Facebook and all the rest of the usual places, YouTubes, etc., etc. Ladies and gents, it has been a pleasure as always. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Be good, be safe, and we shall see you real soon. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all I've got for Wednesday news this week. Do you, do you guys have anything different? I'm talking away and I was on mute, so I'm, I'm going to start again. <laughs> that's quite all right. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net, Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.